Welcome back, DGI Multiverse. I am DGI Mark, and Charlie is joining us remote. Uh, We will be diving into our Around the Multiverse uh, issue for the first time in four weeks, I believe. Uh, For the first time forever, as the song goes, right? (laughs) Yep, so we will be taking you guys on a trip around the multiverse, uh, diving into all things entertainment, toys, and uh, television, for the most part. Uh, For this issue, at least, we're going to be talking a whole lot about The Mandalorian. Um, I'm hoping at some point we can cover the boys. I know Charlie's been busy, so I'm not going to give him too much slack for not being able to catch up. Um, but, uh, we will dive right into entertainment news. A lot has happened over the last four weeks, a lot coming out, a lot of announcements. Um, but, uh, we will, uh, dive into what we want to cover today. Uh, I guess the big news today is, uh, Warner Brothers Media announcing that they are going from their original plan which when 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 was fandom back in october september uh, october is I, I it's either september or october i, I wonder if it was actually probably september yeah so warner brothers media did dc fandom um basically teasing all their dc properties and all the stuff they had in the works as far as that went but they were very particular when they were announcing their movies that these would be in theater only. They had no intentions of pushing them to their um, their streaming service, HBO Max. They had all full intentions of, sh- of showing these films in their intended formatting, which would either be IMAX, you know, Dolby Digital, whatever your theater um, experience is. Well, that's changed. Um, I think with the pandemic shifting into 2021, I think a lot of these media companies are now on their heels of like, well, we've got to make money up somehow. Well, the best way to do that would be is to offer their services and um, their movies through their streaming services. And that's going to obviously bring more eyes and more attention. But I hate to say this as a consumer of streaming. I think it means that they're going to be more strict on how you're sharing your accounts. Cause I know we all do it. You know, so I share, we share ours with our, our brother, um, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, our Netflix account. Um, I share my HBO account through my mom. Um, so there's, you know what I mean? Disney did it for $30 extra. If you wanted to watch Mulan before they put it out on DVD, I don't think a lot of people did that because once it went out on DVD, I think it was 17 bucks in the first week. So why would you, you know what I mean? Just wait a couple more months and see it, buy it, own right. it, and it'd be cheaper. Um, but they announced, like I said, they announced today that uh, Suicide Squad, uh, Godzilla vs. Uh, King Kong, and pretty much every movie coming out. So Mortal Kombat on January 21st. I don't know if that's a cartoon or if that's an actual Mortal Kombat remake. I'm going to have to look into that because if that, if that is a, a actual remake live action, then need to look into that a little bit more because I haven't done a lot of research. Um, Tom and Jerry, uh, which we, we posted about on our Instagram. Um, the, it's like a mixture between 2D and live action, which will be, I think will be pretty cool. Uh, March 5th. I'm skipping some movies that they don't really fall into our wheelhouse. Godzilla vs. Kong on May 21st. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, uh, which I believe is what? Number four in the Conjuring series. Yeah, uh, June fourth, Space Jam: A New Legacy, which stars LeBron James and some of the other 
modern era NBA stars. I mean, I don't think you can duplicate the first, but we'll see. July 16th for that. Um, real, real quick. I, uh, so um, one of the things that uh, Nikki shared with me, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, my, wife, uh, my wife's name is Nikki. Uh, yeah, so, and she, uh, she had a bunch of uh, Space Jam gear uh, growing up. Uh, not, not by choice, not by choice. Uh, her grandmother bought it for her. And, uh, every time I hear about space jam or think about space jam, I immediately think about her and, uh, her not being a fan of the movie space jam. So now with the new movie coming out now, it's just one of those things. Like every time I see it, like, I'm just going to kind of giggle to myself because that's what I picture. I picture younger version of her in all the Space Jam gear and not liking the movie. I feel like every person went through a 90s period of time where they were wearing nothing but, like, Looney Tunes clothes. Like, my mom, yeah. like, like I remember growing like, obviously, I grew up with Space Jam, so, like, I liked Space Jam. I didn't have a problem with Space Jam. I, thought, I think the original is a classic. But, like, my mom, I just remember, like, my mom always used to wear, like, Tweety Bird shirts and shit, like, I mean, I feel like it was, like, just, like, the, I hate to say this, but, like, the white trash, like, at-home loungewear. Was oh, like yeah. was like your was your your classic Warner Brother character wardrobe. Yeah, um, along the lines of 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 you know my uh, inherited family, you know, like my my mother in law, like that's what I picture her wearing all the time. Like, <laughs> is either some sort of Tweety Bird shirt or some sort of Sylvester, uh, you know, the cat shirt, or you know, like a. Uh, a Tasmanian devil shirt. That's like, you know, I'm not a bitch. I'm the bitch, you know, type. <laughs> that's, so, uh, that's what <laughs> so off the heels of space jam, we get suicide squad, um, on August 6th. And then on, I mean, it obviously all, we, we know that like July, like really that Ju- like late May to early August is usually like the summer, blockbuster time period and it looks like that's how they've laid it out you get which is it's kind of weird you get dune october 1st but you get conjuring in june i'm very surprised that conjuring is not coming out in october when it's halloween season but who am i who am i to who am i to tell warner brothers how to market anything they do such a great job um uh elvis the elvis biop by Optic film is November 5th. King Richard, November 19th. The Matrix 4, December 22. Judas and the Black Messiah to be announced. Those Who Wish Me Dead to be announced. And Malignant? Malignant? I don't know what that is. To be announced. Um, But yeah, so like I said, uh, with them doing this, I mean, obviously it's a big step back from what they originally told us they were going to do. Um, but I don't hate it because it's still going to show up. And th- so when they're releasing it on the same day, they're releasing it on, um, streaming, they're releasing it in the theaters as well. So I'm going to probably see Wonder Woman at some point after Christmas. I can't say I'm going to go on opening day. Now, if a theater near me did a Christmas Eve showing, I might consider go going to see that because we don't really do much on Christmas Eve in my house. Um, so if I could put my kids to bed 
as long as all our gifts and stuff are wrapped and everything's cool and my wife's fine with it, I, I'd probably go see a midnight showing with some friends. But you mean you don't wrap your gifts, at, you know, starting at eleven o'clock? Yeah, Christmas my, I, I'm fortunate enough that I, I let my wife usually do that because I'm a terrible rapper. But um, <laughs> not just not just of presents, but also of lyrics. But I try, <laughs> you know, I try to get. We do try to get that stuff done ahead of time. If we don't, we don't. You know, we we get it done that night. But like I said, I, I really want to see Wonder Woman in IMAX, and we went and saw. Uh, we went to the theater and saw Nightmare Before Christmas with my daughter um, during Halloween time. And it wasn't a bad experience. The only thing I can complain about, and I almost thought about asking before we left. Oh, sorry. Was they, they don't have the same concessions that they normally do. So when you go in there, it's almost like, can I bring food here to eat? <laughs> like, right. like, I enjoy your popcorn selection. But I would really enjoy some pretzels or, you know, so, so I think obviously with it being wintertime, it makes it easier to sneak things in and get, you know, candies and stuff. in. so, but like I said, I didn't have a problem with it. They, they, they reduced the capacity. Like they said, they were going to, there was maybe 15 people in there when we went. I mean, obviously they're showing a movie that isn't new. There's no real f- fanfare behind it. It's a movie that's been out for, 20 years now but i really didn't have an issue with it um but yeah so obviously uh that's big news um for us as a podcast because now we will have some movies to talk about um some things to to discuss and really the impact that this direct to streaming route is going to take i think i mean we're already seeing it now um the literally the first thing that pops up when you when you google that is that uh, the stock prices for all the movie theaters, which are already already at rock bottom prices? I, I'm pretty sure me and Charlie could buy AMC at this point. Um, <laughs> but I've got I've got seven fifty and a couple paper clips. Yes, so. I think that'll do. But uh, okay. like I said, though, you know, you're you're seeing now though that it's starting to now affect because I think in the recovery from the pandemic, there was an expectation that movie theaters could bounce back. Yeah. But when was that bounce back going to occur? And now with this, it seems like Warner Brothers taking a whole slate of movies out of theaters. Basic, not really out of theaters, but they're taking it away from the the buzz away from the theater by putting it on their streaming thing. And if well, and well, so I'm I'm looking at it like this. I, I, I kind of feel like Warner Brothers is calling the bluff of all of the the movie theater organizations that are like, well, if you're going to do your streaming stuff, we're not going to show your movie. Well, so, so, and that was at the beginning of the pandemic with universal. We talked about that a little bit, I think on a, a, a previous issue that worked with universal. I hate to say this, like universal properties are cool and all, but they're not Warner brothers. They're not Disney. When Disney did it, you didn't hear a fucking peep when, when they were like, sure. Oh, well, Mulan's going to be 30 bucks on our streaming service. We're not going to release it in theaters. Nobody said a word because it's Disney. Nobody's going to say okay. anything about this. It's it's fucking HBO. And it's not like HBO is taking it away completely. They're saying, okay, we're taking it away in the sense that you're, you're not the only one that has it on opening day. But you you will still have it. So for me as a traditionalist, I think in all honesty, they should give us something for being there. You know what I mean? Do like a limited edition, like cup 
or popcorn bucket. I, I have the freaking Star Wars popcorn bu- bucket from what was the last Star Wars movie? Uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I have the blue one with Ray. I use that, sh- that shit to eat popcorn every day. <laughs> like, like that's my like that's my go to popcorn bucket. I would love to have a Wonder Woman one, but like I said, we'll see. Um, so moving on from that in entertainment news. Um, Speaking of streaming services, everything pretty much entertainment-wise nowadays is a streaming service. Um, so we have Hawkeye has now cast um, a new villain and two Avengers. Um, it has cast Echo and Swordsman along with a Black Widow star. I'm assuming it's somebody from the Black Widow film, which nobody saw. Um, sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean that. Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> who is playing who? Let me see. Let me see. Um, has announced addition of new cast members, members including Vera Farmiga, Farmiga Florence Pugh, uh, Fra Fee. Man, some of these people have some weird names. Tony Dalton, uh, Alqua Cox, and Zahn McClernon. Okay. Um, Familia will play Eleanor Bishop, the mother of Kate Bishop. I guess is technically that's technically Hawkeye's wife, right? Yes, Kate Bishop's his daughter, correct? Correct. That's what I thought, right? Or, or am I? I don't know. We don't. We don't. We don't read enough Marvel to know this shit. Long and skinny. They they cast a bunch of people. For, He's a D-list Avenger. Yeah. Like I. I and you know what? That's not even a knock against him. It's just he's he's not on the cups. He's not on the t-shirts. He's not on the stuff. He's, yeah. You've got big four. Then you've got Black Widow, and then still interested in the show. Not I'm not yeah. knocking the show, but um, is it gonna be, is it going to be Jeremy Renner or? Yeah, yeah, it's going it? to be Jeremy Renner. Even with all the okay. controversy surrounding him, they kept him. So, um, uh. So, as far as other news, um, entertainment-wise, HBO Max, back to HBO Max and Warner Brothers, um, they've inked, I guess, deals with the respective studios or or for the movies for the rights to The Crow and all its sequels and Spawn um, through McFarlane. So, they um, they went, that I guess that deal went into effect on December 1st, so those films are now all available um, for streaming. Um, they released a teaser for the costume or attire for Starfire for Titans season three, which is very comic accurate, which is very nice. Um, is, huh? This is finally, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, I've been waiting for Starfire to look like Starfire, yeah, since the very beginning. So at yes. least there's something. Yeah, she's great. Um, and the, the actor actress that plays her is awesome. Um. Deadpool uh, for Disney has been greenlit and I believe has started pre-production for the third movie um, at Disney and they are keeping its R rating, which is nice for us as fans because um, I, I think, does it need to be rated R? No. Is it probably better off rated R? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of... Um, oh, well... So, um, one thing you didn't hit on, uh, the, the office, the office is leaving Netflix. Yes. Well, well, we, I think we all knew that cause it's going to Peacock, correct? 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, but I can't remember. Is it going to be on the free version or is it going to be uh, one of those? Peacock's the most. Yeah. Peacock is the most confusing app because you have, you have like three tiers. You have free, then you have like paid with a little bit of ads and then completely no ads. Cause I, I share Peacock with a friend of mine and I watch Yellowstone on there, but Yellowstone still has commercials and he has it through one of his providers. So not every, not even every provider is, you know, the same. Yeah. Um, so as long as you have a place to go watch it, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, my wife, my wife loves it and she didn't quite understand that like Peacock's not on Amazon and we, we'd have to basically get a whole new device to do it. But luckily for her, I have my PS4, which gets Peacock. It's not through, uh, you can't use it through the fire stick. Nope. It's not on fire stick. Um, Hmm. it sounds like Peacock is striking a deal with Roku right now though. Um, if I'm not mistaken, but it's not, my, my wife hasn't watched the office in a probably like five, four or five months. She's been going on this Grey's Anatomy bullshit doctor show binge lately. <laughs> um, Constantine two was announced. Um, and it sounds like it's going to be led by Keanu Reeves, which I think is kind of small. Like as much as I really enjoy Matt Ryan and I think he, he is Constantine. Like that's the person I think of. I don't think of Keanu. Keanu's just a bigger name and he's hot right now. Like he's, he's super popular, can do no wrong. Um, And well, and you know what? The first, the Constantine movie that that happened before wasn't bad. Yeah. So Um, the craft sequel dropped. um, And apparently I haven't watched it. Apparently it's not bad, um, but it apparently also sets up, a um a sequel for the sequel so to speak um so if you're if you like the original 90s the craft apparently the new one's not too bad um no so apparently the so i'm reading now looking into this mortal Kombat thing uh apparently mortal Kombat is going to be a new live action film and it comes out in january i didn't fucking know it was being made um interesting uh we'll see how that how that pans out I mean, yeah. I don't think the the original set a really, really high bar, but well, for but think about it, like in the '90s, like when it came out, like it was cool because they were they were going off of the the hotness that was the the game, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, you know, and what you're used to seeing in the game, you're like, oh man, they're, how are they going to do this in live action? So at the time, you're like, oh, this is this is super cool, right? And you also got like the Street Fighter movie that came out shortly after that uh, too, like all the video game properties were getting their live action, but like Mortal Kombat came out and I remember being a kid and when it came out and uh, you know, seeing it and, and like, Oh, so this is what they look like in real life. And this is how the fights look like in real life. Like it's not a two dimensional screen. Um, so for like at the time it was cool. Like if you yeah. go back and watch it, you're just like, huh, this is, this is, super campy corny like why did i care but you know little kid me thought that it was awesome plus they also did um like uh 3.75 inch you know gi joe uh style figures um that like paired well with your gi joes so you not only did you could play with your gi joes but you could play with your mortal Kombat figures too yeah and if i'm not mistaken 
There was also Mortal Kombat G.I. Joe figures. Like they actually came on like G.I. Joe cards. Uh I believe I believe so. I know Reaction from Funko has done a bunch of Mortal Kombat's on cardstock and recently, not obviously back in the nineties, but um Fantastic Beasts three has replaced uh Johnny Depp with Matt, Mads uh, McKillison, who played Hannibal Lecter on the Hannibal TV series. Um, he's a tremendous actor. I've never seen any of the Fantastic Beasts movies. I actually didn't even really finish out the Harry Potter series. Um, but obviously all the stuff going on with Johnny Depp, it, it muddied the waters a bit, which is very surprising to me that they split from Johnny Depp because Warner Brothers technically owns Harry Potter. Uh, people, a lot of people think it's a Universal property because it's at Universal Studios, but it's not. It's a Warner Brothers property. But they split from Johnny Depp, but they haven't made a mention of what they're doing with Amber Heard as Mara. And I don't know if they're going to split from her or not. There's a peti- fan petition out there for her to be removed, but I don't know if that'll that'll happen. Um, and then, well, speaking of fan petitions, uh, Marvel... Uh, Marvel's Daredevil rights reverted back to Marvel for television, and now the fans are petitioning with the help of all the stars. Uh, the the guy I, I'm I'm terrible with names. I've admitted this past uh, Daredevil himself, Wilson Fisk, um, Rosaria Dawson, um, and um, Froggy uh, Nelson, scare, uh, actor, have all came out and said like, "Yeah, I'm extremely interested in." and getting this back on, 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 on the run and, and doing this show and being a part of the bigger MCU universe, whether it's on Disney Plus or whatever, moving forward. And they're petitioning. They're helping fans gain traction and petition to have the show brought back. And it sounds like apparently Punisher is a part of Disney Plus plans at some point because John Bethanel came out and said, yeah, I've had discussions with Disney about bringing the series back. So all, all in all, if that means we get all those shows back, I'd be for it. I thought the last season of Luke Cage was probably its strongest, um, and they definitely left that on a cliffhanger. And then obviously, you know, Daredevil and Punisher were both great. Yeah, I mean, those are my, those are my two favorite shows, uh, you know, like uh, that Netflix is putting out yeah. um, in, in Daredevil and in Punisher. And, you know, like Daredevil, like the, the, la- the last season was like, I want him to get back to being Daredevil, you know, and uh, I was hoping we were going to build back to that. Like, and I know you like, you, you know, you and I always talk about like, you got to tell good stories. So they spent all that time tearing him down. And what we were waiting for was the, the rebuild back up. And um, like, you know, even the, the second season of Punisher was kind of like that, right? The tear yeah. down. And then you you ended on a high note, and that's what I you know that's kind of what we were getting with Daredevil too. Even if I but, didn't, even if I didn't get a full season of Punisher, I would be happy to see Punisher. Um, I would be happy to see Punisher just show up in other shows. Yeah, um, he's a great anti-hero, like temporary bad guy for a lot of these heroes. Um, and yeah. even if you just brought him. Back to be in the movies. Let him come back into the movies and be, you know, be what he was in the comics to Spider Man. You know, let let, yeah, him, let, let him go after be, let him go after Spider Man. Yeah, you can definitely bring him in to the Spider Man universe. There's definitely a reason that the Punisher exists, and it's through Spider Man. So, um, uh, yeah, 
Uh, you, you, you're, there's a lot that you can do with those characters. It, regardless, if we can get them back on, on, you know, a streaming service, TV, I don't care. However they do it, like, I am 100% on board. Yeah. Um, so, Scream has uh, used fake scripts this go around to keep a killer a secret. Um, it gave different scripts to different actors. So, throughout the filming, even the actors filming didn't know who the actual killer was. Other than the killer, obviously. Um, but ap- apparently they're going with s- just Scream. It's not Scream 5. It, it, like, this is apparently the end of the, the franchise, from what we're being told. It's uh, being directed by, obviously, the original director. Um, obviously, Wes Craven's not here um, as a writer and you know producer. But they brought back basically anybody that was anybody that worked with the original you know, first one or two um and it wrapped up filming courtney cox david arquette um what's her name that plays um cindy uh they're they're all they're all back so um like i said we covered this months ago months ago when it was first announced and that goes to show you like even in the midst of COVID, they were able to get all that done to get the entire movie done um so i can't imagine had a huge budget which might play into its its retro feel hopefully um, that about wraps it up for movies. Um, yeah, that about wraps it up for movie news. Uh, we don't really have a whole lot, um, in way of television. I mean, obviously Supernatural ended. I'm catching up. We're not going to discuss Supernatural until I'm done all 15 seasons, which by the way, I'm doing in fucking record time. I'm up to like season, I think 12 or 13. I think I started this like three and a half weeks ago. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the end of uh, Supernatural probably next uh, around the multiverse issue in two weeks before Christmas. Um, but, yeah, um, any other TV news? I'm trying to think. Let me pull this up. Um, obviously, we're getting the John Cena, HBO Max, whatever his Suicide Squad character standalone. <laughs> Peacemaker. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, oh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina releases on um, December 31st for its fourth part and final season on Netflix, which is weird. I, I'm very surprised with all the stuff that was leaving Netflix. They're getting rid of a show that I think overall does very well for them, um, especially when it falls into that scene like Umbrella... Academy slash uh, Stranger Things vibe, but I mean it is Netflix. They do kind of crazy stuff from time to time. Fear the Walking Dead um, has been renewed for a season seven. So with Walking Dead ending, season seven of Fear the Walking Dead has been renewed. I haven't I haven't dove into Fear the Walking Dead because by the time that came on, I was walking out of the door of the walk Walking Dead, so to speak. Um, Game of Thrones spinoff, House of Dragon debuts, uh, vicious concept art. So we are getting, I believe, two Game of Thrones spinoff series. Um, while the fans of the book are waiting for the finishing of that series in print, it sounds like we're going to get stories that haven't been told before ever for Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, uh, it's, uh, I, so... 
I'm one of the weirdos that has not seen everything from Game of Thrones. I started it um, probably during the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, I started watching it. I got into, like, I got to the second season and just kind of got bored with it. Um, so I don't know where it, where it goes. I know a lot of people were angry with the, with the ending. So I don't yeah. know, um, ending, you know, really how that played out, but the ending, uh, the, so, so the ending is, 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 is as frustrating as like Dexter's ending the, you know, um, Sopranos and like you as the, you as the viewer could have wrote a better ending. Um, just in your head and even actors and the people who were involved in the show at the end of it were like, uh, yeah, we could have done, we could have done something different there and it would have worked. But, um, yeah, so we have, um, we have that, uh, Tim Burton, one Johnny Depp, the star and Netflix's Adam's family. So, uh, I'm reading this now. This is as a, a new new a new report suggested director Tim Burton is eyeballing actor Johnny Depp to star in upcoming Adams Family television series, which would obviously align a the actor with his pretty much career long director pal. Um, and uh, Amazon's Lord of the Rings series has added 20 cast members, so to say that that's probably going to be Game of Thrones esque is speaking lightly. Um. But yeah, so it looks like some Lucifer Lucifer reveals final season premieres. Episode title is six six six. So just a bunch of seasons, bunch of stuff getting renewed. Not a whole lot, like in way of like new stuff. Obviously, we're pretty up on the ball when it comes um, to new things being announced. Um, Saved by the Bell reboot has started on Peacock. I haven't been able to watch any of it yet. I think it's three episodes deep. I know a bunch of people were excited about that. Um, especially with them bringing back pretty much the entire original cast, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, so that kind of wraps up entertainment news as far as television goes as I scroll through here to make sure I didn't miss anything in our notes. Um yeah, so we'll move from TV and movies, and we'll move into toys. Uh, not a whole lot uh, in way of toys. Uh, obviously, though, it is Christmas time, so there is things happening, um, and there are toys. But we want to save our Christmas gifts for our children until the 18th um, of this month or next around the multiverse issue. Um, some things I've found over this last week... Um, the wand company is releasing a one for one, highly accurate pokeball replica. Um, costs a hundred bucks, supposed to ship in quarter two of 2021. It's up for pre-order. Um, it's pretty nice. Comes in this like nice metal silver case with like a, a nameplate on the front of it. Um, but it looks, I mean, looks like a fucking pokeball. I can't imagine. Uh, it says simply get near the pokeball and watch the button glow. So I guess if you put your hand on it, the ball starts to glow, which is pretty cool. Um, and then I was telling Charlie about this. Um, Go- Ghost Oi Busters. Ghost Oi Busters, I guess is the brand name. Um, they are coming out with a one-for-one Ghost Busters 
incense trap burner. Uh, Cost is 70 bucks, ships January 2021, and is up for pre-order today. Um, it's pretty cool looking. I mean, obviously, we all know people like to burn incense um, for different in differing reasons. And I think the targeted demographic for this trap uh, would probably really enjoy it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a nice... It's I'm, not, a, I'm not the targeted demographic. No, Char- target. Charlie is not the targeted demographic, but it does come with a nice little like display base. It says Ghostbusters. Um, I don't, it doesn't look like it lights up or does anything particularly special, but it is pretty cool because the incense burning out of it looks like a hot trap, you know, from the movie. Um, so you had that, and then... Um, just scrolling through here. So I saw this at, um, on TikTok the other day, scrolling through, um, Hot Toys Baby Yoda, one fourth scale, but Hot Toys also did a one in one scale Baby Yoda. I can't imagine what that costs, but it was pretty, it, I mean, it looked like they pulled it right off the set because you, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're doing, they're using an actual, is is an animatronic that they're using on set? Um, you know what? I don't know. I would assume that it's uh, it's probably because that like was a animatronic, but more or maybe it could be even hand controlled at times. Yes. I'm not sure. Yeah. So basically, I know that they wanted it. They didn't want it to be CGI. They didn't want Baby Yoda to be CGI. So he's he's some sort of prosthetic slash animatronic slash whatever. But, um, yeah, so the Hot Toy 1-in-1 literally looks just like the one they use on the show. Um, I've also seen the Sideshow statue in person. Local comic shop has it. It's also very, it's also gorgeous. Obviously, that's more stone, so it's heavier. But, like, the Hot Toy one, like, the guy was, like, picking it up. Like, he looked like Mando holding Baby Yoda. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on, uh, I'm on uh, Sideshow right now. At, so, uh Life size the child because I guess they didn't want everybody to know his name, which we'll get to. Yes, um, is four hundred and ten dollars. Yes, that's outrageous. And you know what? So here's my thing, though, man. I see that four hundred and ten dollar price tag, and I'm like, I would have expected more. Yeah, I'm almost. I'm almost looking at it like that's actually not bad. I'm looking at the pictures right now. He looks awesome. So my question becomes, we'll check back on this in like a month when I have my next kid. And if he costs more than my kid, there's a problem. Like to me as the, <laughs> to me as the, 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 the parent. Um, well, that that so, kid's going to cost you how much money? Because you've got to support it for 18 years. This yeah, one, you've, yeah. got, you've only got to spend $410 once. So uh, <laughs> Hasbro is releasing a Ghost Formers Transformer. Um, that comes with, I, I don't know if it comes with, does it come with? Yes, it does. It comes with, uh, the Transformers Ghostbusters team up comic issue number one variant specific to this figure, Ghost of Cybertron part one. Um, so this is, this is just screams Charlie all over it. Um, and you can pre-order it exclusively from Target. It's exclusive to Target. It's a seven-inch tall figure. Um, has 22 steps to, to turn it into a proton pack. Um, you can pre-order it today for 60 bucks. 
Hmm. And then they also have an X-Formers. So the iconic X-Former X-Jet. Right. Huh? Um, they, they, they did a black, it's the Blackbird. Um, well, this one, like- this one's blue and yellow. So it's X-Jet. Huh. Yes. So it's X-Jet. This is also a Target exclusive for $65 and it's available for pre-order. That comes out, they both, uh, that one comes out March 2021. There is nothing uh, date-wise for Ghostformers. I can't believe you haven't seen this one. It comes with a little Wolverine and a little uh, saber tooth. Yeah, like, I saw. I, I have seen that one. But this one, this one's blue and yellow, I, though, like the the television show. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I have seen that one. It's, but the Ghostbusters one, that one, that one slipped past my radar. But then again, man, like you know everything going on, so yeah. uh, it's it's no wonder that I haven't seen it, but it's okay. It's okay. That, you know, this was, this was a surprise to me. So, you know, made my, uh, you know, made my evening, you know, cause we're recording, uh, we're recording the day before this thing drops. So, you know, I was like, Oh, cool. Now I have something else uh, to look forward to. So, uh, we know that there, we're, we're going to get the Mandalorian at the end here. We're going to have a nice, nice detailed discussion about the last couple of, or I guess, was it four, we're up to four or five now, five. Uh, that the last episode, I'm pretty sure it was episode five. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to go real deep into the Mandalorian and everything that's been happening this, this season. Um, Funko in, uh, but obviously one part of the, of this past season is the eggs and baby Yoda. And we know baby Yoda likes to eat. Um, well, baby Yoda got a lot of heat for being, you know, a bad baby, so to speak. And people were trying to cancel him because he was eating babies basically. Um, but people don't are, apparently didn't go and pay attention at all throughout high school science classes and didn't realize that that's just the, the nature of nature. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. you know, survival of the fittest, but um, Funko, yeah, Funko, but, uh, Funko, Funko took to local store. Uh, I was just going to point out, if you go to your local store, there's a whole section of eggs. Um, <laughs> or, or, you know, go to, go to Denny's, get, yeah. you know, you know, go, go there. Um, it's just, you know, you're going to get them cooked instead of raw. Uh, so Funko, though, went the polar opposite of that because um, I know there's people like me and Charlie out there who absolutely probably loved that entire episode and found it hysterical. Uh, but they have a Funko pop another frog egg into Baby Yoda's mouth. Um, <laughs> it's from last week's episode, The Passenger. It's Baby Yoda and then the tank of the eggs, and he's just staring at them. Um it's uh, enter- exclusive to Entertainment Earth. It's supposed to ship in February 2021, and it costs $25. So it's kind of like a moments pop. Um, oh, shit, it's talky. Into, into, see, some of these companies are, or some of these headlines on this article. Um, so we get most of, uh, and I'm going to give them a, a shout and a plug because I'm using their, their site. Sci-Fi Wire has a tremendous toy-like blog basically and we use a lot of their their findings for our stuff and obviously do a little bit of research on our own for other things um but i see an elsa frozen 2 mastercraft elsa from beast kingdom uh for 270 dollars uh you can have a 16 uh inch tall elsa and it's pretty cool looking to be honest with you but it's not something i could get my daughter and it actually survive uh (laughs) um other than that, Super 7 is putting out uh, a lineup of SpongeBob figures for you SpongeBob parents. Uh, 
They are a little pricier, uh, $18 a piece, but I do know Super 7 does a really good job with their vinyl figures and toys. Um, other than that, not a whole lot in way of DC toy news. Um, the I know for a little bit there, the Batman uh, 89 Batwing was on back order through Lego, but that's now been restocked and is available at all your major lego stores and online on the lego shop um yeah other than that not a whole lot of toy stuff in way um oh, well, I, was I mean you, i know you i'm saying i'm saying as far as me i mean i know mezco has been really really quiet i uh they put up their dr fate for pre-order well, a week ago i think yeah about a week yeah. ago i was able to get i ended up buying two of them I think that's a nice looking figure. Yeah. It's a general release. It's not an exclusive. So I don't think it's going to have any, any sort of value, but anything that I've learned from collecting, at least being so new in the Mezco is if you get your hands on something that you really like, other people like it too. And then even if it's a general release, they don't get like stores don't get a ton of them. So as long as Mezco pulls it off their site, it becomes rare. And you can sell it, and you can make some money off of it if you want to. Um, I have a Shazam over here that I got from a local comic, sh- or uh, not a Shazam, a Black Adam that I got from a local comic shop. Well, I really wanted to get it because I wanted to pair it with Shazam. But I'm finding Shazam is like a $300 figure. But this Black Adam is now like a 250 270 and it keeps going up because people want the pair. So I'm just waiting for it to get to a certain point, and I'm probably going to trade it off and get one of the Batmans that I want, or honestly, I'm, I might just save it and sell it and then take what I get from that and buy the Joker that they have out right now, or a Joker they put out a little while back. That's like a $500 figure. Um, but what's your, what, I know you have some Hasbro stuff. Well, the only thing that I really wanted to bring up because you, you hit a lot of the stuff and, and really in all, in all honesty, there, there hasn't been a whole lot that's caught my attention. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, but the the one thing that did come out, and because of just scatterbrain right now, uh, I completely forgot, and that was the Black Series uh, Mandalorian uh, with the child. Uh, I, I guess would you call a deluxe figure? Yeah. Um, and it, that it was a Target exclusive. Okay. Uh, and it, not the other day. It was like thirty five bucks or something, and. I completely forgot. The only reason I even remembered was because I ha- happened to go on Mac and a few people were like, got mine, got mine. And I'm like, crap, I forgot that that even dropped today. And it was like, uh, you know, all right, well, I didn't get it. And see uh, what we'll see like in Mac, right. Is if yeah. you don't get it, people lose their minds, right? Like everybody's like, ah, oh, screw Fogo. It's the worst ever. For me, I'm like it's Hasbro, right? And yeah, it's a, it's a Target exclusive, and if I could have got it, great. But I'm not losing sleep over it because Hasbro is notorious, especially in the Black Series line, notorious for re-releasing figures or the value that they're going for. You know, today, you know, where it's like three times the price. Um, in like six months from now, more likely than not, it'll be maybe ten dollars more than than retail um or there's going to be a restock and then the market will be flooded with them and the prices will come down and and it'll be floating close to retail or you'll uh, you know 
there'll be a, just a random restock at a store and you'll be able to find it sitting on the shelf. Yeah. Um, and, and, and experience tells me because they did the same thing with like, uh, the carbonized Mandalorian figure, uh, you know, last year when that came out and everybody's like, Oh, I need this. I need this. I need this. And immediately he was double the price, um, or more. And, uh, just, I think it was like two weeks ago, uh, target put it back up on their website saying, Hey, if you want it, come, come pre-order it. And, you can get it for what it costs at, you know, 25 bucks, and, you know? It, so if the, there's anything that's been learned with black series figures and anybody listening to this, that collects black series figures and either you're new to it or you just don't understand it more likely than not, you will be able to get the figure. Um, you know, I'll use Boba Fett as an example. Same thing happened, right? You had the orange line. Um, then you did another re-release and now right now, like, Currently, you probably have three opportunities to get a Boba Fett figure um, in the Black Series line. Uh, there's, there's the whole entire Rebels wave. You know that became a hot thing, especially the Ezra Bridger figure. Um, that was like super hot. That figure was going for like 120 bucks or more. And then they did a re-release, and you know you can get him at retail. So uh, what I'll tell you is, if you're new to to Black Series. Be patient. You will always be able to get the figure you want, and you can get it at a, at a price. And that's where I am with this this Mando with the child and and the the hover prom, right? Like, and really, that's all you're paying for is that because if you want to get the child, you can get them right now for ten bucks. You want to get the best car armor, uh, Mandalorian. Now his helmet isn't removable. I'll give you that. But uh, if you want that figure, guess what? He's getting ready to come out, or you can free him. What what would be the what would be the point of what the hell so, would be the point of, of removing the helmet of the Mandalorian? We don't know what he looks like. Well, we do. They, he did take it off once, um, but yeah, the, I mean, you, well, he, you, he he popped it off. Right. You saw his fucking chin. It's not like we got a full profile of the guy. No, in the first season, he did take it off completely. Like it had to come off completely. Um, I can't remember what episode it was, but he was pretty banged up and he had to take it off. But um, did we see the actor's face? I don't remember that yeah, in season one. Yeah, we, yeah, we saw it. Um, hmm. is yeah, it was, it was very brief, but it, it did happen. Um, oh, um, another, another big, um, Funko pop that I'm sure everybody that collects Funko's interested in that's a Marvel fan, the Avengers Endgame. Uh, series uh, pop series is getting another pop through pop in the box. It's a Funko exclusive. Um, it's a holographic Tony Stark and Morgan Stark oh, yeah. wearing see that. wearing the helmet. Her eyes loom, illuminate, and his helmet one eye illuminates, and basically it's replaying that sad scene from the movie where basically he has this conversation with her after his death. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh Yeah, so that I think that I mean I'm looking yeah, at I'm looking at some more toy stuff. Uh only thing I wanted to dive into is my before we deep dive into Mandalorian was my review for um the PlayStation 5. Or at least my brief review of the PlayStation 5. So I was able to get uh, my PlayStation Five through Best Buy on pre-order on its initial launch. So I was lucky enough to obviously get it. 
Um, I did not get it, though, at the same time as everybody else that got their initial launch. Um, so they, um, from initial launch, basically, if you pre-ordered it at a place that you could go to the store and pick it up, you got the, you got the system on launch day. I did not get the system on launch day. I got the system about a week after everybody else did. So I got to actually kind of see what everybody else's problems were with the system. I personally did not experience any of the issues people were having by the time I got it the week later. Um, I had a system update when I initially got it. It took like all of five minutes to download, I think, an almost like 70 or 80 gigabyte system upgrade. Um, so that was kind of nice. That's obviously very abnormal for um, PlayStation and systems in general. Um, so I um, was able to get Spider-Man. Um, I got the, which I did not get for PS4, because I know eventually I was going to get a PS5, and I figured they would release it, or I could just play the PS4 version on there. Um, I was able to get... Spider-Man, uh, the Miles Morales Deluxe Edition, which came with the regular Spider-Man game, and then I was able to get Madden, and I downloaded Last of Us. Um, I have to say, this system is by far the fastest video game system I've ever played. Um, from start up, like, turning the system on, like, after, obviously, initial setup, from start up to playing the game, it's less than a minute. I have to say, like I was literally just on here. I was playing before we started recording. I was playing Madden and I was in a menu for playing Madden. And when I hit, you know, me and Charlie been on here, you know, I was when, while he was doing his uh, Mandalorian Black Series um, review just now, I switched from Madden to Spider-Man, the actual game in the little switcher menu. And it went from playing Madden to playing Spider-Man in less than a minute. Um, the load times are pretty much nothing now. They're they're if you wait ten seconds, it's because you're 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 loading like a big game, probably like Call of Duty or whatever else. You know, some of these games are in the eighty seven, you know, seventy to eighty gigabyte range. Um, but yeah, it's great. Um, very limited app space um, stuff right now. I think in total on under media. I don't know if maybe I'm missing a part of the PlayStation market on here, um, but I, I only have five apps. Um, I have YouTube, Disney Plus, Peacock, um, and two other apps. I don't know what the other two are. I have to, well, actually, I can tell you right now. Um, so, yeah, so you don't have the same reach that you had. So you have Netflix, YouTube, Hulu, Prime Video, Peacock, and Disney Plus. Um, that's my app library. Now, like I said, I... I under all apps, there's a ton of different other ones. Apple TV is on there. Um, Sunday Ticket's still on there, things like that. But WWE Network's on there. But there's not as nearly as many as, you know, you would get with, like, a streaming device, like, an, uh, you know, Amazon Fire Stick or Roku TV or whatever. Um, as far as the, the gameplay goes, everything's super smooth. The new controller is great. The best feature about the new controller is it has a built-in speaker and microphone. So 
I don't, when I play video games online, I'm not a big Call of Duty guy. So I don't get in, like, a lot of guys that get into Call of Duty, they wear the headsets because you can, like, hear people walking up on one side or, you know what I mean? Like, it gives you a competitive advantage. At least that's what people tell me. Uh, when I play video games, I play I play Madden. I play a, bu- a buddy of mine and me are doing a competitive franchise mode. And when we we play, we like to talk to one another. We like to get in the chat room and have, you know, bullshit and conversate. I don't even have to plug in my headset anymore to do that. And it has great range because I can have the, the controller down by like my legs, like playing, and I can hear him and he can hear me. Um, and he says it, it sounds like I have a, a microphone in, no different than anybody else, which is a really, really cool feature for me because I don't like having over the ear microphone, like headphones on. And I don't like having in ear headphones in too long either because I think, you know, my ears start to hurt. Um, but yeah, so I, it's, pretty dope um they they do allow you to change your username which is new to playstation they haven't allowed i've been a playstation plus member for almost a decade now over a decade 11 11 or 12 years um and we've never been able to um we've never been able to change our usernames so i was actually able to change my username for the first time in like a decade (laughs) and not lose all my game progress and trophies and all the other stuff um they gave us access to a bunch of free games on PlayStation Plus, which was pretty cool. Um, I'm going to download God of War here shortly um, once I finish Spider-Man and start that because I want to get God of War Valhalla um, and give that a shot. That'll probably be the first PS5 game that I get that's just a PS5 game. Um, Madden was PS4. Um, Spider-Man, um, the version I'm playing currently is a PS4 version. Um remastered i guess technically the remastered is a playstation 5 version i don't know um but uh assassin's creed viola was like one of the few playstation games that was a ps5 game has a ps5 box and that's what it is um but madden next gen is available in an hour and i'm going to download that um and i'm hoping that we can that i can get you know get up to speed on that because from what I've seen from the people who've been testing that it is different than the Madden that we're accustomed to um, from the current generation. Um, But yeah, like I said, there's a lot of cool stuff uh, about it. I mean, if you're somebody that's unfortunately waiting, I can tell you it's worth the wait. Um, It doesn't make you feel any better that you are waiting, Um, but they do allow cross generation play. So if you have a buddy like myself who has a PlayStation 5 and you guys play Call of Duty together, you guys are going to play together still. Like you can still get in your parties and actually play the games even though he has the PS5 version and you have the PS4 version. You guys can still cross plot, you know, you can still cross gen play, which I think is pretty cool cuz I've been playing on my PS5 for about 2 weeks now and my buddy's been playing on his PS4. Um and transferring your data has never been easier. Um, as long as you have a LAN line, like a LAN cord, um, you plug it into the back of your PS4, plug it into the back of your PlayStation 5, and you just hit a button, and it literally transfers all your data over and all your saved data. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I know I've been promising this PlayStation review for a couple of weeks now, and obviously we had to delay, but uh, that's kind of my, my, my first initial thoughts. I'll give you guys more thoughts on games and things like that as I get around to them and start playing them. This is definitely the most I've played a video game system in four years, five years probably, though. 
um, just because I've obviously I got really busy with coaching and usually during the fall time, I don't have a whole lot of time and I am a big Madden player and I do like the superhero games and they come out very sparingly. Um, but I enjoy, like I said, I did, I do enjoy what I've done so far with the PlayStation five. Um, but let's get into Mandalorian um, talk um, and let's dive dive deep into this. So do you want to start from the beginning and work our way up or do you want to start from the last episode and work our way back? Let's start with the name Grogu. Let's start there. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so what are your thoughts initially as a, um, as a uh, Star Wars stand about that? for the name yeah you know what no problems like hey if if that's his name that's his name like you know it's not like yoda is a great name you know what i mean like uh and if anything uh i don't know if i've ever shared with you my my disdain for yoda uh but uh i know that i have with a number of people um so when when they're like oh he's baby yoda like every time i hear that it's like (sighs) I, I have reasons for disliking him. And if any of you ever want to know the reason why, feel free to hit me up. I, I'm not going to waste, you know, 20 minutes of our show going over my disdain for, for the character of Yoda. But, um, you know, the name of the child was fine. But, uh, you know, I was always like, well, he needs a name. He actually has to have a name. And I didn't know if it was going to be something where the Mandalorian was, you know, or Din Jaren, because we all keep calling him the Mandalorian. But he does have a name too, and it is Din Jaren. And uh, so, Din Jaren and Groku—they're the—they're a pair, and uh, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not—it's uh, one of those names like doesn't bother me because even when the Mandalorian or Din is talking to him, you know, he just is kind of like the same way you kind of are with your kids, right? Like, hey, you, boy, you—you know, you know, it's. Uh, or, or for you, you know, you, you have your names for, for your daughter. Yeah. Um, so it, it, he, yeah, will he maybe call him Grogu every now and then? Sure. Maybe he'll shorten it to something else, or maybe he'll call him kid or boy or whatever, um, you know, to get his attention. But, uh, overall, I, I'm not against it. What do you think? I, I don't mind the name. I, I, I think that the, you know, I think that it's fine. I, I This is my thing. It doesn't matter what his name is, because when you call when when you call him Grogu, I'm going to call him the child. My daughter's going to call him Baby Yoda. You've marketed him for 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 fucking what a year now as Baby Yoda. So nobody's going to call him by his like nobody's calling him. Well, can't the fans have called him Baby Yoda. Star Wars has never called him Baby Yoda. Everybody has called him the child. Or well, at least from a from a marketing standpoint on the Disney end of things, the Star Wars end of things, he's been the child. Yeah, but my my point is is okay, I get what you're saying. Your your marketing standpoint is that that they you know, they they've marketed him as the child. I can tell you this. I don't know a single person that calls him the child like like it's not like a star wars person so to speak you know what i mean like like i consider myself a star wars person i am a fan so my thing is when we talk about star wars 
I'm like, okay, yeah, that's the child. Where, like, when we, you know, when other people talk about him, they're like, oh, that's baby Yoda. And if I talk to my wife and I'm like, the child, she thinks I'm talking about my kid. She don't know who the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> like, and she watches the show every week with me. And, like, she thinks, like, the child, like, she knows Mando calls him the child, the child, the child, the child. She thinks he calls him that just because that's what he sees it as, not that that's the name he's bestowed upon it. Um, but, yeah, so I don't mind it. Uh, I, was, I was a fan of how they found the name out. I thought that was very, very cool in the sense that, you know, of course, the first Jedi they meet, she's like, yeah, that's, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that's Grogu. I know him. We go back ways. Like, yeah. like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, so, so yeah, I guess let's go ahead and, and jump into that. You know, we got Ahsoka yes. in live action being played by uh, Rosario Dawson. And, uh, for me, it was like one of those. So you never, you didn't really watch Clone Wars, did you? I didn't, but I know who she is. Right. Like I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like I know she's important. I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know who the hell she is. Is, but I know she's very right. important to the Rebels or the Clone Wars show. So here, I'll give you, I'll give you a crash course. And anybody listening, you know, if you if you, if Ahsoka is new to you, um, so Ahsoka was the Padawan to Anakin Skywalker, who eventually becomes Darth Vader, right? Well, at some point, Ahsoka is framed for a crime. Um, that happened at the Jedi Temple that killed people, um, and the Jedi Order kind of kicks her out. And then they find out, oh, she didn't do it, and she's innocent, and they say, well, you can come back. And Ahsoka's like, yeah, screw you guys. I'm not coming back. Because when I needed you all to believe me, you didn't. You, 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 for, you, you pushed me off to the side. So she leaves. And eventually, you know, she reunites with, with Anakin and and um you know the 501st legion with captain rex and all those things and um they had this big epic battle at the end of clone wars where she's fighting darth maul and all this stuff and um anakin thinks that she dies um you're well when he, he so what ends up happening is he ends up obviously becoming darth vader well he thinks that she's dead and she's close um, and her being close with anakin obviously makes her close with tech in in technical standpoint makes her close with Vader. Technically, yeah. Well, so it's one of those things that, you know, like her relationship with Anakin is also another reason why Anakin is becomes so disenchanted with the Jedi Council, you know, and we don't see that in the movies, right? This is just something that plays all along in the background. So if you want to know why Anakin Skywalker hates the Jedi Council, you know, you, you have to go back to everything else that happened that you saw happen in the movies. But then you also have to go to how they treated Ahsoka. Um, and they were very, very, very close. Um, you know, he loved her almost, you know, like not in the in the romantic sense, but in like, you know, he was very important to her. And so when the Jedi Council um is allowing her back. And Anakin is the first one there to say, Hey, they're letting you back in. And she says, no, it kind of, it breaks his heart because you know, he, he wanted her back. He wanted her back at his side. And, um, so then you get to rebels and, um, he senses her on the ship, a ship that's passing by. And he's like, the apprentice lives. And he, you know, uh, then there's this big dialogue or, you know, this big, 
story arc that goes on between those two. Um, and they have an epic showdown and Ahsoka goes toe to toe with Darth Vader and, uh, is able to keep up with him, which in, in star Wars universe, right? Like nobody stands up to Darth Vader. Like nobody can beat Darth, you know, he, he is, he is the epitome of, you know, uh, or the prodigy, I guess, so to speak of, of, of using the force. Right. And, um, he proves it time and time and time again. And Ahsoka is when they're on level ground, she can go toe to toe with him. Uh, and there's a huge epic battle and it's really good. Right. Um, and then when rebels kind of ends, uh, you, what you're, what you end up having is Ahsoka and Sabine going and trying to find, uh, Ezra who had become a Jedi and, uh, grand Admiral thought the Thrawn who got also got brought up during the previous episode or the last episode. So um, that's kind of your crash course and who she is, where she's coming from. And that's what we don't know right now is, you know, when she's asking for Thrawn, well, is she looking for him because this is taking place after rebels or are we take, are we doing this before? Um, and, and that's, that's kind of where we're trying to figure out the timeline. It would be cool if it's after Rebels, because that means we're, we should be getting uh, Sabine Wren, who's another Mandalorian, um, into the mix. But we don't know yet. So, yeah. Sorry, man. I, I know. I just no, uh, no, no, no. I mean, I think that's necessary because, like I said, I don't, I don't know all that, but I do know. Like I said, I know she's extremely important, and I know she's obviously. You know, obviously not just important in the sense that she's a Jedi, but she's in, important to the fan base. It's she's very important to the people that watch Star Wars and watch Clone Wars and do all the stuff that they do. Um, well, and 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 I think that's something that I think might be explored. Either I, I don't know if they're going to do it with the show, but it would be awesome if there was a if there was a spinoff to this that kind of follows. Uh, Ahsoka around because so, she she she's a Jedi in the sense that she she's actually probably more of a Jedi than the actual existing Jedi right um, like the the beliefs of the Jedi are, are ingrained in her to an extent but she's also not so naive to go yeah okay yeah there's good yeah there's bad but there's also this in between stuff that that you know. It makes sense, like, uh, or, or and it's not really canon these days, but um, you have what are called gray Jedi, right? Which kind of walk a fine line between using the Force, you know, the light side of the Force and the dark side of the Force, and uh, she she's kind of in that realm, and and you see that with her lightsabers, right? Because they're not blue, they're not red, they're they're not green, right? They're just this this white, and um, that's kind of part of who she is, right? She, she doesn't pick a side. She's still good. Right. But, yeah. uh, she, she kind of marches to the beat of her. But own she, she made it abundantly clear though, in this episode that she wants very little to nothing to do with the Jedi order. Like she, she makes it very clear that like she feels for the child. She, she knows how important he is to what is, is, is going on in the star Wars universe, so to speak. Right. But she's not naive enough to realize, like to not know like, okay, this kid, this kid's going to get me killed. Basically is what she's thinking. 
And yeah. like, like she, well, she knows that like, if the baby, if, if Yoda's here, the, the, the empire is not far behind. And that's what she, she does not want any part of at this point, essentially. Um, well, she also was looking at it from a standpoint of like seeing what happened to Anakin. Right. And, and his emotional attachment, to, because that's something that like the Jedi order, you know, kind of tries to put into the Padawans that they raise. Right. It's yeah. Like you don't get, you can't get attached. You're, you're here for a mission. You're here for a purpose. Don't get attached. And the child is attached to Din, right? And she senses that. And there's fear there. There's there's this anger because, you know, he, he is still a child. Yeah, he's 50 years old, but he's still a child, right? Yeah. He's still not he's still not fully developed and he's impacted. And that's kind of, you know, that's what uh Yoda had sensed in in Anakin. And that's kind of why he didn't want to bring him on um all this other stuff. But um I did see some cool fan art that, uh, you know, I don't know how you bring it to fruition. You know, I don't know how you bring it up um, and bring it into canon. Uh, But it was really cool because it happened to be like an older Ahsoka that happens to run into a Luke Skywalker. And uh, they are having a conversation. And, uh, he, you know, he brings up the fact he's like, you know, you didn't get to see him at the end. Yeah. Uh, but he came back, you know, he, he rejoined the light side of the force and Ahsoka breaks down and all she can keep saying is he came back. He came back. Yeah. So we, so we obviously, I think the next best, the next big question in with, with no one, Ahsoka, the, the information she gave us and that, you know, obviously this, that Grogu is a survivor of the order of 60 order 66 in the prequels and, you know, so on and so forth. I think the next logical, the next logical question is, is who saved Grogu? And obviously fan theories are abundant. Um, but I have to say the most popular one to this point has to be Mace Windu. I think that's the one I've seen the most of um, to this point of fans. I, I, and I think that might just be fans hopeful because I think people liked um, Samuel L. Jackson. And they said that the time frame lines up appropriately with Mace Windu's like age range, what he would actually be age-wise now. Um, but I'm like, well... They didn't say he died in the prequels, but they also didn't tell us that he lived. And we do know that Jedi's and Sith's have always seemed to have died, but managed to come back in some way. Right. Um, I mean, with Darth Maul. Um, here, like, and that's fine if people want to think that it's Mace Windu. Personally, not a fan of Mace Windu. So I'll, I'll be, I'll be completely open. Like, even though he becomes Darth Vader, like. I kind of want I'm I'm on Anakin's side. Like every decision that he made, like if, if I'm putting myself in the same situation, I'm I'm probably not far off from the same decisions. So yeah, you know, uh, Mace Window, Mace Window, not a friend, and uh, like I'm just not a fan of the character. Uh, that said, like you know, they there's the relationship there between Sam Jackson and and Disney. So if yeah. they want to make a Nathan, I mean, know, we we, we 
we know that so people were basically saying that this is Disney's opportunity to make a, a Mace Windu show. And I'm like, well, they're already giving him a Nick Fury show. Do you really think they're going to let him be the star of but but you know what? If they're not going to use him in the movies anymore, maybe that's their their way of keeping Nick or keeping Samuel L. Jackson in in family, so to speak. Um, well, but there was rumor of a of a and I, I thought that or maybe it's not even rumor. I think it's actually happening. Um the the Obi-Wan uh series. Yes, it is. It's a single standalone series it will happen, yeah. Um right, so it, could, it could easily be Obi-Wan. So um the the yeah, it could be. Um but that doesn't make sense because obviously we know Order 66 uh, and at the gen at, at the I mean we we know what Anakin did. <laughs> like right. we we know it uh, took place. So like it Don't had to. He he did one thing that I'm like, yeah, no, no, you can't do that. But other than that, yeah. I'm I'm team Anakin. <laughs> yeah, but my thing is, is like you know him going in and doing that. It has to be somebody had access to the children that day, and only when it makes logical sense would it be like a Mace window, or you know, I mean, technically, I guess Baby Yoda, or I guess Yoda would have had access to Baby Yoda, but. I, I don't know if we'll get closure in that, to be honest with you. I don't think we're going to get that closure this season. I think we will find that out. Um, as of right now, though, I think the show is doing such a good job of building on its lore, building on its own canon, using canon that's never been used in Star Wars, from the books, from the comics, from shit. They're, they're touching on animation now. Um, I think there, you know, is it, what is it? John Farva? Uh, you probably pronounce his name better than I can. Um, Favreau. Favreau. Yeah. The guy, the guy can't miss every, every episode gets better. Every episode's better than the last. So my big thing is, I think as long as they keep doing what they're doing, where they give you like, so I would say the first episode was very story heavy. The second and third episode were very Baby Yoda heavy. And then the fourth and the fifth were story driven again. As long as if they give you eight episodes out of the eight episodes, if they give you two to three episodes that are Baby Yoda heavy, this show will stay a mainstream success. Because you'll constantly have children interested. And you're doing enough story in five episodes to keep us as adults wanting more. And I think that's a perfect balance that they're finding here that, you know, okay, we gave you a whole episode of Baby Yoda eating eggs. That fucking did nothing for the plot of the show. If you go back and watch it, it did nothing for the plot of the show. But it's created merchandising. It created buzz. It's fucking hysterical. The episode in and of itself was fucking terrifying for children. If you really sit down and think about it, like, it's a, it, that my daughter was absolutely mortified of those the snow spiders yeah those big ice spiders like we're watching that like yeah nope that's a whole lot of nope yeah not even but not even gonna pretend that i would be okay in that situation no but that's the thing and then the next the next uh episode they you know is the next the next episode's not the not the um the other mandalorians right the next episode is when they get they they drop her off at the planet right but yeah, so the, so the next episode is where he, he, 
introduced and uh, the other Mandalorians, which one of them was Sasha Banks. Banks. Yes. So, um, yeah. So, so yeah. So then episode four was when they went back to the original planet and they helped. I don't even know what they did that episode. They, um, they, they were helping uh, take down the, uh, the Imperial base. Yeah, the Imperial uh, base. So, yeah, sorry. Um, so, yeah, so that, I remember that now. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, so like I said, I think, you know, uh, like I said, I, I think I think this show is and forever will be the flagship show for Star Wars. I don't think... The stuff that's coming out after it, I don't know if it's as as, as successful, because I don't think it has the stay power that this has. Because, yeah, you have some bigger name people involved in it, but nobody like like they could replace Mando tomorrow, and you wouldn't know. You know what I mean? Like you would know, but you like like I I as a a fan of the show who watched the whole first series season, and I actually watched it twice. I didn't even remember he took his fucking helmet off. So, like, that's my point. Like, we we won't even remember that the actor had been replaced. And a lot of it's just voiceover that's been fucking edited at the same time. So, like I said, I, I think this is a... I mean, obviously, this is beating a dead horse. I think, I think it's an absolute moneymaker <laughs> for Disney. Like, Disney could never be like, all right, this is the last season at this point. You know what I mean? They'd have to have something in the bag to replace it, but... Baby, baby Yoda and Mando print money. Well, and, and think about it like this: as far as live action goes, I mean, you're getting an hour every week, roughly, right? Of of live action Star Wars. Yeah. And think about how many movies there are. There's there's nine movies, ten movies. Uh, count, uh, counting Rogue One. Sorry, my mistake. So you have ten live action movies. Multiply that by two. Yeah, twenty hours of live action. Star Wars, give or take. And you already right? have 16 hours of Mandalorian. You're right. You already have 16 hours of Mandalorian and it's going to continue going. So from a live action standpoint, like this is going to supersede even how much live action movies we've gotten. Um, and this is, this is the Star Wars universe that, you know, a brand new generation, you know, my kids, you know, they, they've been introduced to it, but this is going to be what they grow up on. Yeah. And the movie will kind of be kind of secondary to it. Yeah. And they were, you know, uh, obviously read, I do a lot of the reading of the fan theories and I talked to buddies of mine that are also Star Wars fans. Um, the, another big theory is, and a lot of baby Yoda Mandalorian fans probably won't be happy to hear this. Grogu is killed when Kylo Ren goes full Columbine at the Jedi, the new Jedi temple, so to speak. Cause they were like, you know, obviously this takes place before the force awakens. Um, and they were saying like, well, clearly at some point they're going to have to get the, they're going to have to get Grogu, the child baby or whatever. They're going to have to get him to the Jedi, this new Jedi temple. Cause that's what she, she alludes to in this last episode. So, what happens at the next Jedi temple? You have Kylo Ren basically run roughshod through and pull another, you know, basically an order 67, so to speak. You know what I mean? 
So that was a fan theory that I saw, and I'm like, motherfucker. So we might potentially already know the end of this story, and it's already been written. Unless they just ignore, if they just ignore Force Awakens. But see, I'll say this, right? Look at how successful Rogue One was. We knew how that story would play out. Oh, yeah. We knew, right? And still installed. And we still, and to me, like, it's still one of the better Star Wars movies ever made. As somebody who obviously, like, obviously, I know, I know Star Wars. And I knew what the time period that Rogue One set in. But, like, not being a super massive fan, at the end when the, when the fucking light, the red lightsaber hits, that was a pop moment. I mean, in the theater in general, everybody was excited for it. But, like, me right. not being, like, a massive fan and not, I mean, I'm sure there was probably some Star Wars fans that knew that was coming or that was going to happen at the end or whatever. But I did not know that was coming. So for me, I was like, oh shit, like this is the first time in modern Star Wars movies that I'm sitting in a theater for that Darth Vader has graced the screen, so to speak. Uh, other than obviously the prequels, where you got him for what, like 20 seconds at the end of the, the last one? But something like that. Yeah. But my point was, I was like, this is fuck. That was cool. That's a cool pop moment. But like, is that same thing going to happen for us at the end of Mandalorian? Like when they do say, okay, we're wrapping it up. The story's going to come to a conclusion. Like, is it going to be baby Yoda and Mando walking up to the la- the, to the new Jedi temple that's being run by Luke Skywalker and he just hands the kid off and then he rides off into the sunset and you presume that everything's okay? Or does it like... Mando is now like the protector of the Jedi temple and he ends up dying in this battle of trying to basically stop Kylo Ren from going full, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer on everybody. Um, that's my thing. Like, I think either one gives, I don't think him handing him off to Luke Skywalker gives us the payoff that anybody's expecting or wanting. But if we get the end where we get to see young Kylo Ren going full ape shit, I think people, it, it will be very traumatic for people who've watched this this whole time and really fallen in love with these characters. But it would also be like, all right, well, that's fucking full circle. That makes sense. <laughs> like, that makes sense why he never showed up in any of the movies or was never even talked about. Well, one of the things that happens, though, like in, in uh, Rise of Skywalker, though, is you have all the Jedi, like all the voices of all the Jedi um, kind of make their cameo in, in when they're all kind of embodying Rey. And one of the voices in there was uh, of Ashley Eckstein, who was the voice of Ahsoka. So we hear that voice, right? Yeah. That's kind of like you hear it and then you're like, oh, well, now we know that she's dead Like yeah. that, by that point. That's my point. And, it, and uh, you know, you kind of want to know, like, where does that story go? Like, how does Ahsoka die? Like, does she die peacefully or is it in battle? And, you know, it's kind of like you don't want to know, but you do. So I'm going to I'm going to make a challenge for us on here. I will watch all of Clone Wars. And I'll even I'll even do Rebels. I'll let you after I finish Supernatural. I gotta finish Supernatural. I'm way too deep in this rabbit hole. Um, that's a lot of that is what? That's a lot of what? Uh, of of content, like to get through all of Rebels and uh, well, Clone Wars and Brother, then Rebels. I, I'm I'm season thirteen, episode eleven. 
of, of Supernatural in three and a half weeks. I can do this. I will get through all of Rebels and all of Clone Wars by the end of January. You have to get through the boys <laughs> by the end of January. Okay. So then we can Fair both enough. we can both we can we can have some some topic of discussion for those things. Because I would like to get caught up to date on some of the stuff that's going on that I don't quite understand in Mandalorian. Because obviously I'm gonna watch Mando till till the measly eight episodes they give us because they hate our lives. Um it's a fucking pandemic. You could have shot two more. I'm just saying. Um but at the end of the day, like I said, it gives us more content to talk about. And I am more interested now that I'm watching Mando and I'm finding that I'm actually enjoying the non Luke Skywalker stories a little bit better than I think I did even the movies, so to speak. I still think the movies are great. I'm not knocking them. I just like, I do like Mando and I like the story that's being told a little bit more. And like you said, I liked Rogue One. I thought Rogue One was probably the, in my opinion, was probably one of the better, probably is the best that's come out recently, movie-wise. But obviously it's not a part of the new trilogy, so to speak. Yeah, Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, anything else for you for for Mando? Obviously, this will be a, a, a continued series. This will not be the only time we speak of the challenge. No, but it was, it was good to to finally get one of these episodes or issues done and out there. And hopefully, you know, everybody who's listened this long, you know, is kind of on board and and enjoyed it. And yeah, if you have anything you guys want to bring up, like bring it up, like. Obviously, I'm a nerd for Star Wars. Like, I love Star Wars. I will talk about it all day long if you want. So, yeah. So, we will, um, uh, so we'll wrap up on that. Um, obviously, much longer multi- around the multiverse issue. We had four weeks of information to cram into about an hour and a half. Uh, and we really wanted to talk about Mando. We, you know, we've put it off long enough. Um, almost as long as we put off talking about the boys, uh, which we will get to. Probably by the end of January before I finish all the other stuff before Charlie finishes the boys. Um, But like I said, uh, we'll uh, keep you guys updated on all the entertainment news, movies, television, toys, um, collectibles and whatnot. Video games now, too. I'm going to try and stay up on top of. Um, But we we made a decision that we're probably going to start doing weekly um, issues for comics and wrestling and do every other week for around the multiverse um around the multiverse is obviously a lot longer today than it normally is but this will probably be about our normal runtime for around the multiverse um we are going to give you guys a solid in-depth breakdown of at least one thing whether it's collecting whether it's television whether it's movie um and we will we will knock that and we'll let you guys know at the beginning of the issue, you know, the recording, what we're going to talk about at the end. Um, so if you're somebody who listens to us because you want to get your toy news or your entertainment news or your television news, you can kind of jump through the episode to do that. Or if you're here to listen to what we have to say about Mandalorian or Rebels or whatever we may be discussing in the near future, um, by all means, you know, jump to the end, you know, probably the last half an hour of the show is probably what we'll cover there. Um, but if you are not already doing so, make sure you guys are following us on all our social media platforms, uh, at DGI podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. If there's a social media platform, we more than likely have it. Um, we're not super active on Twitter, more so on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and probably about the same 
I could say for Twitter and TikTok. Uh, I only really use TikTok as a way to um, follow other creators on there that do podcasts and um, like I follow a lot of the entertainment you know industry on there to try and get news and tidbits that maybe we're not getting from other platforms. Um, but yeah, give us a follow, give us a shout. Uh, we we enjoy getting more followers on those, those platforms. Um, but we do appreciate any likes or comments or things like that underneath of it in our post. And obviously any contributions you guys can make to the show, we will bring them up when we talk about things on the show. Um, we'll even give you a shout out if we're, you know, if you're very specific in your questioning and you want something answered. Um, anything else from you, Charlie? No, that's, uh, that's everything. This is a good one, man. All right. So, uh, thanks everybody for listening and, uh, we'll catch you all, uh, on Monday. All right. All right. Send us you got anything? Nope. Send us All home. right, man. Hit our music. <laughs>